Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of If This Hills Could Talk. I'm your old buddy, Tennessee Brando. Thank you for joining in. Uh, this week's episode is sort of a breaking news episode. That's pretty much what I'm going to be addressing in this one. Uh, but before I do, I just, as always, like to remind people, especially for those of you listening to this for the very first time, uh, first of all, thanks for tuning in. And second, uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere you want to on social media. And the easiest way to do that, because most people that are listening to me have uh, found me uh, on TikTok, is if you will go to my uh, TikTok profile and click on the link tree in my bio, uh, that link tree will take you to my Facebook, my YouTube, my Instagram, my Twitter, my merch store, my Patreon. Um, so you can pretty much find me anywhere you want to right there. If you'll go to my uh, Tennessee Brando TikTok account, and uh, look for the link tree in the bio. Um, I've had a lot of people uh, been uh, joining in on those things, and I really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, your help is always very appreciated, and thank you guys, uh, the ones that have uh, helped out and sponsored this podcast. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, but it's a breaking news episode because uh, Donald Trump, the, the, the January 6th committee, has recommended that the DOJ uh, file criminal charges on Donald Trump, and they are. Uh, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government, conspiracy to make a false statement, obstruction of an official proceeding, and possibly committing seditious conspiracy. Now, we all know that uh, how Donald Trump is going to react to this. We know that he has already called it a kangaroo court. Uh, it's all fake news. He's the most honest man in the world, and no one could ever be more honest than he is. And you should buy his trading cards. I, I, you know, before we go any further... Uh, I have to address the trading cards. Actually, I was almost going to do an entire episode on just that. Uh, and then this happened, and I thought, well, shit, if uh, if this has happened, this will have to be the main focus, I guess, of today's episode. But, man, it's 2022, and it is a hell of a time to be alive in this country. A former president, former leader of the free world, former most powerful man in the free world, released digital trading cards where he took his head and put it on like Superman's body and said that America needed a superhero and they're just in time for Christmas and they're $99. And then the very next day comes out because every late night comedian and TikToker and tweeter and YouTuber in the world made fun of the guy. He comes out the very next day and says, oh, they already sold out. Well, Anybody that's ever watched a Breaking Bad episode can kind of see what's happening here. We're all pretty sure there's probably some underhanded shit happening. And it's kind of like when Walter White bought the car wash. That's kind of where we're at in this uh, crazy life of Donald Trump. But, uh, man, um, it's at that point when I saw those trading cards, and then he sells out of them. So he says, how do you sell out of a digital trading card? And it turns out that he was using stock images, and a lot of the people are suing him for using images that didn't belong to him, which is classic. And uh, it blows a hole, though, in Republicans' uh, arguments, the ones that wants to talk about how bad it is in Biden's America. And I hear that every day, folks. I live in East Tennessee, and I work in East Tennessee. And um, I work alongside people who don't know who I am. <laughs> Uh, and so they talk freely and they walk up to me and start talking and they'll start talking politics. They'll say, yeah, this guy over here, he's one of my liberals. And they don't realize, uh, they're talking to the TikToker. <laughs> so I hear all kinds of shit all day long and anything that 
I say on this podcast, anything that you've said to yourself, anything that you've tweeted or you've made a TikTok about or you've anything you've ever said or thought about Donald Trump, they're simply going to say that we are all just being mean to the guy, uh, that we are all just trying to take him down because he has their best interest at heart. He loves America so much that he would make trading cards for them. But the thing is, what I started to say is I live in East Tennessee where, you know, I, I work every day and so does the people around me. Uh, and they're constantly talking about how bad Joe Biden's America is and how bad they can't afford anything. And yet now they're going to fork over $100 for a digital trading card. And I'm trying to figure out how that works because I used to be into trading cards back in the day. I did. I wasn't, the funny part about me is, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't the biggest baseball fan, but I loved the cards. I thought baseball cards were cool as shit. Now, I did watch basketball a lot more uh, than anything else. I was a, you know, avid basketball watcher back when I was younger because, hell, I grew up in the Michael Jordan era. Who wasn't? You know, and uh, I collected football cards and uh, and even, even collected old pro wrestling cards back in the day. They used to have those old WCW cards with Rick Flair and the Four Horsemen. I collected those, okay? And, and you could. You could trade those cards because if you had, you know, uh, say you had a Joe Montana card or a Michael Jordan card, you could trade it for a John Elway card or a Larry Bird card or whatever the fuck. How do you trade these? Like, do you send them? To, like, do, do, does one person get it on their phone and then, well, I like this one. Oh, I like that one. Oh, send me that one. And I'll send you this. Like, what, what the hell happens? But besides that, they're so cringe. They're so cringeworthy. And not only are they cringeworthy, but his sales pitch was like a really, I thought for a minute, I was like, wait, hold on. Is this Alec Baldwin? Are they doing a Saturday Night Live skit? This can't be real. There's no way this man's actually fucking doing this. And he's actually fucking doing it. And when people like me makes fun of him, I get told that, well, he loves America. You Democrats, you hate America. And now he's been charged with these things, uh, and, or they're recommending that he be charged with these things. And, uh, of course, it's going to be that we are the evil Democrats just trying to come for him because he has their best interests at heart. But I want to make this point, and I doubt very seriously that a Trump supporter is listening to this episode. But I'm just saying, I would like to say to Trump supporters out there, could you just for one minute take Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and every Democrat you ever knew out of the equation? Could you take them completely off the table. Put them completely over here in a completely different box, please. And don't mention it. Don't go near it. In the words of Jerry Lee Lewis in the movie Walk the Line, don't touch it. Don't think about touching it. Don't sing about touching it. Don't sing about thinking about touching it, okay? Don't say the word Democrat. And tell me, why you think that man has your best interest at heart. And don't tell me that it's because he makes you feel good about yourself. Don't tell me it's because, because at the end of the day, he did nothing. Your life did not change a damn bit. The only thing that changed is you became more empowered to say the N-word. You became more empowered to say whatever the hell you wanted with no accountability. And Donald Trumpism, I've said this in previous episodes, but I'll keep driving this point home. Uh, Trumpism has spread all over the place. It's spread right into the workplace. I see people all the time now that takes no accountability when they fuck up an order. You know, today I had a scenario at work where, um, I knew for a fact that I did not fuck up this order. I knew it wasn't on me. I had no doubt. I would have bet everything I have, which ain't a lot, but I would have bet it that I'm right here. I did not make this mistake. I knew who made it. I knew exactly which person on the line made the mistake, but they denied it. They said, no, I, ne I never, no, it, I, it wasn't me. 
Swear to God, it wasn't me. Okay. So they said to me, they said, Brandon, go down here and, and, and go through everything you just did. Go back and, and double check everything you just did. I went back and went through about an hour's worth of work looking for the mistake that I knew I didn't make. But I looked for it. I took responsibility. You know why? Because we couldn't let this get to the next place and be fucked up. We couldn't let it be bad. And I had to prove my innocence here. And I did twice. I went through two different occasions and said, look, it wasn't me. I done my part. And it comes back, oh, this person over here that said, no, I would have never miscounted that. Oh, gee, well, golly gee, they did miscount. Okay. And we even got it in writing that I didn't fuck it up. But here's the point. I was willing to accept responsibility and accountability to clear my name because I knew I was right. And that is missing from this world. I see so many people nowadays just go, oh, I didn't do it. And they're following after this. This is the legacy that this man is going to have on our country when it's all said and done. But what has he done for them? And I'm going to do an episode. I, I, I would have did it tonight, but this news broke and... I've been mulling on an episode for a while. I haven't broke down a Bible story lately. You know, we had a lot of fun breaking down the book of Job, breaking down the story of Judas and stuff like that. I want to get back to that, and I want to do an entire episode uh, about Republican Jesus. I want to talk about the difference between the Jesus that Republicans worship versus the one that's actually in the Bible. And I'm going to break my Bible open and point out passages in Scripture and show you just how bad they cherry-picked this book. But not only are they cherry-picking the Bible now, they're cherry-picking the Constitution, they're cherry-picking Trumpism, and they're cherry-picking the politics that they see, and they're forming a likeness in their own image. And it is, it's to the point now that I don't know how we're ever going to hold anyone accountable. And my point that I would like to make here about these charges that the January 6th uh, committee recommends. Now, folks, you can say all day long that they're just out to get Trump. But what was it that Donald Trump was going to do? All he was doing was making himself richer. All he was doing was making himself more famous. This was all him strengthening his own brand. This was all his own ego. This had nothing to do with, 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 with making the Republican Party stronger. It was all about Trump. The whole thing was about Trump. And the point I started to make was, if Donald Trump is not held accountable for what he's done, then what is the point in having any future president or any future politician, for that matter, put their hand on the Bible and take an oath to uphold the Constitution? What's the point? If I got elected president in, say, 2024, let's say Wildcard Brando become the president, okay, fine. Uh, if they've said to me, place your hand here on the Bible and uh, you know, raise, raise your right hand and repeat after me, I'd say, why? Why should I do that? Because the man that came... Back in 2016, was allowed to run rampant over top of it, do it blatantly right in front of everybody's face. He didn't uphold a word he said. And if you're a Christian out there that you believe the Bible is the word of God and you believe that the Bible is sacred at all, that man put his hand on what you consider to be the most sacred book and took an oath to protect another document you hold very sacred. And he did none of that blatantly, right out in the open. You can call it a conspiracy. You can say that it's the evil Democrats. You can say that Joe Biden can't remember or Joe Biden stutters or Hillary Clinton's a satanic pedophile or whatever the hell you want to say. But take all that off the table. Get rid of all the, the blaming of the Democrats and cut right back to the chase. And if you cut right back to the chase, he did this openly in public. We've seen him do it. 
You can blame it on Antifa. You can blame it on Black Lives Matter. You can blame it on everybody under the sun. Let me tell you what January 6th was, was like, really. And this is going to be funny. You're probably going to burst out laughing when I say this. But how many of you at one point in time thought it was a good idea to videotape yourself having sex? And then you watched it back and you went, God damn, I look that way. Oh, this is horrible. And you, you, you delete it and you hope to God that it didn't leak nowhere. That's what happened on January 6th. Then people went up there thinking that that would be a good idea, thinking they could overthrow the government on their vacation day in their Dodge Dooley and drive back home and go back to work at the factory. They thought they could do that. And then when they saw it play out on, on film, they went, ooh, we looked like that? That was us with those rebel flags and those don't tread on me flags? That was us with the Trump flag on the U.S. Capitol? Ooh. Yeah, I, did, I thought I looked like John Holmes there, but yeah, I'm far from it. Oh, shit. And they begin backtracking. That's what happened. And they've denied it ever since. They'll deny it one day and turn around and say the next day they had every right to do it. They can't make up their mind which way they want to go. But from day one, reasonable people have looked over at Donald Trump and called it a cult. Reasonable people have said he's like a cult leader. He's the cult of personality. Because if you've ever watched a documentary or read one book about Jonestown or Waco or any other Manson family, you, you know this is what the cult of personality does to manipulate his people. You can see him doing it. We see it happening. But folks, in every scenario that I just named, there comes a point where the U.S. government has to say, we cannot let this person do this anymore. Uh, we, we, we have to step in now and put a stop to this before it goes too far. And it, it went too far years ago. We're way past the part where it went too far. We're, we, we passed that a long time ago. It's fucking went too far. But this man has blatantly broke the law in public, continues to do so. And every time we try to pin him down with something, he says that we're the evil Democrats, we're the fake news. He, he puts it back on us. And his followers believe it. But there comes a point where people have to step in and say enough's enough. Charge him indict him, put him up on trial, find him guilty, punish him to the fullest extent of the law. And forget about, oh yeah, you, you, might, have some, you might have some ruckus in the streets. You might, you, might, you might piss off Bubba and Cletus and they might run down the road and do something. They might put on their, their, their ridiculous uh, fur skin coat and they might tase themselves in the balls again. Let them do it. Because we have to truly save America here. We have to save democracy we have to save common sense. We have to save logic. We have to save reason. We have to pull back here, folks, or otherwise, again, what's the point in having anybody take the oath? I mean, there, there would be no point. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader, and I know a lot of my listeners are too, because you guys talk to me. I know you read, and you love to read. I'm not saying that me reading makes me any smarter than nobody else, but I'm an avid Hunter S. Thompson fan. And Hunter S. Thompson said that he was afraid that one day someone would come along that would make Nixon look like a liberal. Years later, he said, damn, I was right. It was George W. Bush. And now here we are, uh, just, just this far away from George W. Bush going, damn, I kind of miss W. Trump makes Nixon and Bush look ridiculous. Or, or makes them look good, I mean. Makes them look better. He's took it to a whole nother level. And we've seen him try to overthrow the government. We've seen him attempt to hang the vice president. We saw all the stuff that his people are capable of doing. 
And now they're out here buying digital trading cards. They've lost their goddamn minds, people. And somebody, the, you know, the powers that be at this point needs to step in and say enough's enough and hold him accountable. Because this, this, this can't continue to go on. If we, if we allow this to go on, we're just going to spiral further and further out of control. You know, and a quick update on Elon Musk. Apparently he has, uh, he posted his own poll asking if he should step down as a CEO. And he, uh, the, 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 the poll came back that he should step down. Now I think that's all bullshit. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he realizes he's fucked. I think he realizes what a clusterfuck he's made out of it. And he's feeling the pressure to step down. I believe all the polls he did was bots. And I believe this poll was bots. I believe he just did this to just to, you know, maybe step down. I don't know that he will, but, uh, again, we have a scenario where is he going to really step down or is he still going to be pulling the strings somewhere? We don't know, but we have allowed Donald Trump to hijack the Republican party. We've allowed Elon Musk to hijack free speech. We've allowed Kyle Rittenhouse to, to hijack the second amendment. And we've let it get out of hand because we've tried to be the reasonable people. And we are, we are the reasonable people. But there comes a point where the reasonable person has to put his foot down. I was talking to my son the other day, and this is the kind of parent I am, folks. I'll be honest with you. I have never said to one of my children, don't you talk back to me, boy. I ain't never said that. I let them talk back to me. That goes totally against the grain of everything I was ever taught. But when, my, when I say something to my child, when I say, hey, you need to do this, and they say, but dad, and they say something else, if they say something that makes more sense than what I just recommended, I'll go, hey, you got me on that, kid. Go ahead. Because that's how I believe in being. But if the, if, by the same token, if that child was about to walk out in front of a train, I'm going to grab him and pull him back. And if he protests and tries to run in front of the train, I'm going to hold on to him for dear life and say, no, son, sorry, you can't jump in front of the train. Well, the Republican Party... Long ago, jumped in front of the fucking train. And we sat back and went, well, I guess they got a right to jump in front of the train. I guess we might ought to just, we, we don't want to, when they go low, we need to go high. Sorry, Michelle Obama, I love you. But that, we, we can't do that any longer. We, we, we can't go, uh, when they go low, we can't go high because the low they're willing to go is way further than we ever imagined. So, reasonable people needs to step in and put an end to this. Reasonable people needs to step in, and it's going to be loud and it's going to be messy. You know, go, how many times have you ever been on an old redneck dive bar somewhere? You saw some drunk over in the corner just kept making an ass of himself. I'll tell you all a funny story. One time I was playing in this bar. This guy's passed away now. But uh, he come in, got white girl wasted. And this dude was about six foot eight, about 350 pounds. And a mean dude, too. And he goes around and just begins grabbing women away from their husbands and dancing with them and grabbing their asses and grabbing... I mean, he, he has just gone b b b ballistic. But it started off slow. It started off with him just kind of being a bit, bit of a pest, and they let it go. And then he became a little bit bigger of a pest, and they kind of let it go. And then he started groping people, and they kind of tried to pretend it wasn't happening. And then it went too far, and then a guy was mad, ready to kill him. And then finally... The guy goes out, says, plops down in the middle of the dance floor and won't get up. Now, he's six foot eight, 350 pounds. Nobody can pick him up. There's not a bouncer in the room big enough to get him out. 
So they said, what are we going to do? We're going to call the cops. And I said, hold on, don't call the cops. I got this. Don't call the cops. So what I did was, I said, give me a beer. They said, he's already drunk. I said, I know, but give me another one. Give me what he's drinking. They gave me what he was drinking. I walked up, sat down Indian style with him on the dance floor. I said, look, pal, you've come to the end of the road, okay? I said, you can't be acting the way you're acting in here. You just can't. He said, I'm the biggest son of a bitch in here. There ain't nobody can take me out of this bar. I said, you damn right. You're, you're 100% right. There ain't none of us can throw you out. I said, they ain't a man enough. They ain't a man in here man enough or big enough to do it. I said, but uh, they're about to call the Claiborne County Police Department. And they have the tools to bring you out of here. I said, now I know that you own your own business. And I know you got to go to work Monday morning. I said, you know, I, you really, I said, if you get thrown in jail, your face is going to be on the front page of the paper. And that's really not going to be good for your business. And I know you're a busy man. So how about me and you just walk outside and you sit in your truck till you sober up and then you just go on home. And that way you can come back here again and you can drink with us another time when you can act better. And he said, well, I'll do it for you. I said, okay, do it for me. He said, I'm not doing it for none of the rest of these people. I said, we well, don't have to do it for the rest of these people. Just do it for me. And... I got his big ass up and walked him outside and set him down in his truck. And I said, I don't put your keys in ignition. Just sit here, buddy, and cool the fuck off. That's what we should have done to Donald Trump a long fucking time ago. Somebody should have stepped in and diffused this whole thing. And that's what has to happen, whether he likes it or not. Let him shout fake news. Let him paint their faces. Let him wave their flags. Let them wreck their boats. Let them, you know, tase themselves in the balls. Let them, let them do whatever, you know. Because, again, it's, they're, they're going to think it's going to look cool until they actually try it, and then nothing's going to, they're, they're going to realize how stupid they look. We just need to get back to people having arguments and disagreements about things that we used to argue and disagree about. Can we just get back to debating the economy and who's better for it? Can we just get back to debating, you know, climate change can we just get back to debating you know the environment can we can we get back to debating some foreign policy without it being this ridiculous carnival that has become donald trump and all of his bootlickers can we finally just get these marjorie taylor green lauren bobert all these ridiculous herschel walker at least herschel had the decency to just bow out and go home but we're going to have to come to that point, folks, because if we don't, we're losing the America that we grew up in. How many of you listen to the sound of my voice can tell a difference between the America you're standing in right now and the America you were standing in a few years ago? And how, how old are you? I'm 42. Okay, I was born in 1980. I wasn't, my, my family wasn't fans of Ronald Reagan. But I can tell you this much, the Ronald Reagan years was a whole lot different than it looks now. And I wish we could get back to arguing about Bill Clinton's sex life, honestly. That's how, that's how, that's how ridiculous it's all gotten. Guys out here selling digital trading cards. No, Walter White, you just bought a car wash. And Walt Jr. just set up the GoFundMe and Saul's helping funnel some money. We see through it. Just somebody, some reasonable person step in and get this drunk out of the bar before he hurts somebody. He already has, but can we try to go ahead and put a stop to this while we still have a little bit of America left because I don't know my children right now, the, my younger, well, all my children for that matter, but, but especially my, my four-year-old and my 10-year-old, I don't know if I'll ever be able to explain to them what this country once was. Hell, I was talking to my 15-year-old the other day trying to explain the nineties and couldn't do it. So folks, 
I know that we live in a world, the great Bill Hicks one time said, we live in a world where a plea for sanity sounds like sour grapes. Maybe everything I've just said sounded like sour grapes, but really what it was was a plea for some sanity. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast each and every week. I'm going to, uh, this week leading up to Christmas, believe it or not, now I'm going to be busy the rest, like, I'm going to be busy around the Christmas holiday itself, but I'm actually getting some time off from work to sit and work on things, to focus on things. And I want to sit down and do an episode, uh, ironically, since it's coming up Jesus' birthday. We'll do one about, (laughs) we'll do one called Republican Jesus, where I show you just how far off the mark the Republicans have interpreted Jesus Christ himself. And uh, we'll break that down. And uh, again, thank you guys so much for your questions that you've been sending. Be sure to send more of them. And let me know what you want to hear me talk about. Uh, let me know what you want to address. hear me address. I really appreciate you guys. I've really, uh, we, we, not me, we have, you guys, have really grown this thing. All I'm doing is sitting here in my kitchen talking into my phone. You know, and you guys have grown this thing. And when I check the numbers to see how many plays my episodes got, I'm floored that people are actually tuning in to hear what I have to say. I'm humbled and I'm honored. Uh, I may not always get it right. Uh, I may not always say the right thing. And sometimes I might get repetitive. Sometimes I might, you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I believe being repetitive can be a good thing because we, we got to stay on point. We got to stay focused on what's at hand. And I'm sitting here right now looking up at the wall in front of me and there's a picture of my grandpa, both of them, my grandfathers. And I think about the America that they once knew. And I think about the America that they once stood for and fought for. And then I think about the garbage we see out there today. And I just have to keep talking. So thank you guys for listening to what I do. Thank you for supporting me. And I'll be back here in a couple of days. And we will break down just how bad the Republicans got Jesus wrong. Until next time, I'm Tennessee Brando. This has been If These Hills Could Talk. You guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever holiday you're celebrating. I hope you have the best, okay? And let's have a good 2023. Never thought I would live that long, but let's let's have a good one, okay? You guys have the best of holidays, and I'll be back here doing what I do, and thank you guys for your support. We'll see you next time.